Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Previously on In The Moment. Hey, listen, man. Everybody on the Warriors just need to find some good pupusa. <laughs> A good soaking wet pupusa. Man, find you some good pupusa that doesn't belong to Aisha, because that's what happened to LeBron in the Cavs. What? All right. No, because the dude from the Celtics. Oh, all right. Never mind. Who's next? Breaking news. What? There's just a lot going on right now. What the fuck? Genuine almost drowned, but he's okay. That's why it's funny. He's all right. He just released a video. How? Huh? How? Well, apparently he did some kind of underwater stunt with Chris Angel. Yes. And he did the little shoulder. He did the shoulder move under there. And um, apparently it didn't go so well. They say he passed out underwater, Katie. Yeah. What? I don't know why he's underwater. I don't know why, why he's with Chris Angel. I don't know. But I wasn't going to comment on it because I didn't know if he was okay. But he just did an Instagram post saying that the episode is coming out soon and he's still the same OG. So... Same old. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's quite all right. <laughs> um, and did you see the uh, viral video of the dude in the courtroom telling the deputy? Mm-mm. You didn't see this? No. It's a viral video. Mm-hmm. It's Christina Court, I believe. Okay. She's the judge. Right. You know, you have a deputy. Yeah. And so the judge was saying to him, you know, something about marriage. And he was like, I don't know if I want to be married. And the judge looked at the deputy and said, he's, he's been married 20-some years. How long have you been married? And he was like, 20-plus years. And then dude was like, yeah, but you don't look happy, bro. Nah, mm-mm. You don't look happy, my brother. And then it was kind of funny. The whole right. courtroom was laughing. And it didn't age well because, well, the deputy ended up shooting his wife. So. No. No. Tragic story and tragic event, but that video is going viral right now. So proof that he really wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. Oh, shit. See, listen to people. Don't talk that marriage shit to people who don't want to be married now. Mm-mm. Who's next? I met Marlon Wayne's about three times. One of the times you were there, Katie. You remember? Yeah, I, I. Very I interesting experience each time. <laughs> Most of those things, I'll keep to myself. Okay. However. Marlon just did an interview, mm-hmm. someone, and apparently that old Big and Pock picture. Yes. Famous one. Yes. They got the bandanas on and, and all that, yep. middle fingers. Marlon is in that picture. In the corner. In right? the corner. Yep. He was there. It was after they filmed Above the Rim, him and Tupac. Mm-hmm. He spoke about how when he went there, Biggie was performing and Pac got up there and performed and it was a night and they were smoking weed. It was a great time. Now, that part of it was cool. But the part where I started to feel a way about the fact that I've met him three times and you've met him once, so you were involved in this. Mm -hmm. He said that he was with Big 20 minutes before he died. Saw him, he hugged him. Yo, good to see you. Big told him, yo, you and your family out of here killing it. Y'all legends. 
He said, 20 minutes later, he heard gunshots. Big didn't make it. And he said, ironically, he was also with Pac. 20 minutes before he died. He said that him and Pac met, they gave each other fives, and then he got in the car with Omar Epps. He went his way, Pac got in the other car, kind of looked at him like, damn, I wish I was going with y'all. And he said that was the same day that Pac lost his life. So Marlon was there both times. So you're telling me that the Wayans are murderers? Yeah, at least the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so I don't know. At both times? Both times. That's what How he said. are you there on both accounts at both times? And That's kind of wild. That's eerie. Very. That's... Very eerie. And that's why I don't know if there's a time limit. Suspicious. I met this man three times, Kate. I done played with my fate. Clearly. I ain't never met Damon, Keenan, Ivory. What's his sister name? I forgot. Kim. 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 I never met Kim. There's another brother, too. Sean. Sean. Yeah. Right? That's scary. That is. Huh. You think we all right? Because you say you wasn't funny. You say it was trash. <laughs> that night. Somebody. Oh, wait. I'm not going to lie. I thought you was going to deny it. All right, never no. mind. No, you went crazy <laughs> just now. All right, moving on. Who's next? All right, Diddy and Mace. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. A lot of people know Sean Puffy, Diddy Combs, Love. Whatever he wants to call himself. One half of the city girl's boyfriend, mm-hmm. sugar daddy. Carisha. Whatever. Mm. Mr. Carisha, whatever we call him. All right. But Diddy has had this beef with, like, all of these artists forever. Everybody knows that it's well-documented. If you're not familiar, basically, they have made Diddy seem like he was just taking money from people forever, right? I mean, the list goes on and on. Mace, Black Rob, Biggie, uh, anybody that was on the Bad Boy label, really. Craig Mack, Loon. A lot of these people have passed away, so you can't really get their accounts of the story anymore. Mm-hmm. But Diddy was on a breakfast club, and he came out and said, I'm, I'm ready to do a tell-all. I'm ready to do a documentary and really tell my side of the story because I've never taken anything from anybody. That's his side. Mace has come out and said, yo, you're a liar. You put everything in your mother's name so that we can't pursue you about it, but you've been stealing forever. Mm-hmm. We don't know the truth. It's all alleged. Whatever. But there is one situation that I think is debatable. Mace once said, that Diddy went on a, prom- a promo tour where he basically told all of the artists, you're doing this for promo. You're not getting paid. But behind the scenes, he actually signed a contract to where he gets paid for the tour, but they don't. Now, legally, legally, he did nothing wrong. Because if he put money up to make the promo tour happen and then received money and told them they weren't getting paid and they signed a contract to do it anyway, legally, he did nothing wrong. Right. So according to some people that I'm speaking to behind the scenes, that's a lot of the technicalities that allowed Diddy to get away with what he got with. Hmm. Businessman. Right. But morally, is he wrong? Morally. (laughs) It's a tough call because it's like these men sign these contracts. They're grown men. You didn't force them to do it. At the same time, he didn't have to be the kind of guy that would say, I know I'm getting over on y'all, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's business. You're using business as an excuse, right? You know what you're doing wholeheartedly in your heart of hearts, what you're doing. But you're like, because I can use this as an excuse, it justifies what I'm doing, even if I feel like it's wrong in my heart of hearts. So you use business in order to feel better about yourself. But ultimately, you still have no integrity. Yep. 
I agree. Who's next? All right, are you mad or no? Yeah. <laughs> you always be ready to be mad. <laughs> I got a homeboy who him and his girlfriend get a lot of tattoos. Okay. That's their thing. They popping like that. They all go right. get tattoos all the time. They got tattoos of each other. It's a whole thing. Each other? Yeah. He yeah. knows it's a curse. Yeah, they both know. Okay. They both are weird. They don't care, and I don't get in people's business. Mm-hmm. I just talk about people's business. I don't get in it. Okay, that's fine. So he brought a scenario to me that I thought was interesting. One time in the beginning of their relationship, his girl sent him a picture of a new tattoo that she got, and it was like in the middle of her breast, kind of like... Rihanna. Yeah, kind of right. like Reese. And it's nice. It's a nice tattoo. But the picture that she sent, you know, she had a, a breast covered up with something. But obviously she had to lift her shirt up in order to get this tattoo. Mm-hmm. So he told me that took him a while to get over because he felt the way. In that. He wanted them out? No, he didn't want them out. Oh. He didn't want them out at all. He was like, all right, hold up. Like, this is cool that you went and got this tattoo. Because they would go get tattoos and not really tell each other. Like, yo, I'm in Mexico with the girls. I just got a tattoo. And he'd be like, yo, I'm in DR with the guys. I just got one. And they would send it to each other. And it was always cool, he said, except for the one time when he realized that she had to expose herself a little bit to get the tattoo. He felt the way. Like, damn. For that one, I would have expected a little bit of a phone call. Like, And he said, I only would have expected that from her because of the way that she treats me. Where you be going? Why you don't do this? Why you don't do that? Why that? Why this? He said he felt like, damn. But when you went and you had it, if like he was like, yo, if I got something on my upper thigh and they had to see a little bit of dick, I ought to hit you first. You all right with this? She didn't do that. But he really didn't say anything because he felt like I can't. But he was pissed. And he was like, he asked me how would I feel as a guy. And I thought that was an interesting scenario. Now, if that is a dynamic of your relationship, like where he says that if I'm going to get a tattoo of my upper thigh and I know that if some of my dick may be exposed, I would let my woman know ahead of time and that's y'all's thing, then, of course, it makes sense that he would expect the same of her. But -hmm. if it's something that they had never discussed, she's like, oh, I just got a tattoo. You can't be mad. But if it's something that you all discussed and you mutually wanted the respect, then, yeah, I can see why he's upset. If you never discussed it. Is it kind of an unwritten rule that if I know I'm going to have to expose a, an important body part, one of those, whatever that is for you, to, to a stranger in order for something to happen, whether that's a tattoo, a piercing, whatever the case, like do you owe it to your partner to say, hey, I'm about to go get my nipples pierced? If that's something that we've never discussed, no, I don't owe it to you. You know, like, I don't want Mm -hmm. that person who pierced my nipples. I want you. It shouldn't matter if it's something that you've never expressed would bother you. Mm. If it's something that you never expressed would ever bother you, and Mm -hmm. I go out and do it, it shouldn't bother you. All right, I'm going to be completely honest here. Old me would have felt a way and said something. New me would feel a way and not say anything. But I ain't going to lie, I would feel a way. Why, though? If we're in that kind of relationship, like we that deep in it, and to have to know that another man picked up your breast and like poked something through your nipple and you didn't at least give me a heads up that that was going to happen. I wouldn't say anything because I wouldn't feel like I have the right to. Like I would just be like, oh, OK, that's cool. But part of me would kind of feel like, damn. So would you feel you some type of way? Me. OK, would you feel some type of way if her doctor is a male OBGYN and every year he goes through and checks her hoo-ha for shits and giggles? <laughs> 
Wait, is he checking it for her health or no, for shits and giggles? No, he's checking it for her health. Because, yes. Okay, wait. <laughs> no, no, she no, just there on a Tuesday? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> you damn right up. He, he's, he's, he's checking it for her annual. That's her male doctor. Um, Probably not. Probably not because one is necessary. That's health. Like, you don't have a choice in that. You didn't have to go get your nipples pierced and have your breast out all at a shop with another guy. Nipples is less intrusive than going in a woman's vagina. Yeah, but one is necessary. You have to do that. We don't have a choice in that. And if you prefer a man, for whatever reason, okay, cool. That's your thing. If it's up to me, I'm signing you up. It's a woman? Yes. You know there's gay women. Hello. (laughs) Just can't win. (laughs) No, but I'm genuinely trying to be more understanding of that situation as a man because I'm not the jealous type. I'm not the I'm not the controlling type at all. At the same time, I guess I would feel like if I was going to get, like, I would, it's just different for a man because I wouldn't do that. But like, if I just for whatever reason was going to have my nuts out somewhere, I would probably be like, "Hey, babe, let me run this by you real quick." Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want, you know what I mean? Exactly. I don't want no smoke. And that's what I'm saying. I think that as a couple, that's something that you all should have established beforehand. Like, you should know your partner and what's going to make your partner uncomfortable. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you know f- without a shout of doubt that's going to make them uncomfortable, have a conversation with them about it beforehand. So what date am I supposed to say, hey, babe, if you happen to take your nipples out for another man for any reason at all, just kind of run it by me. You know, the fourth date or something like that. That's Look. like a fourth date conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, let me tell you about myself. All right, look, (laughs) this is how I feel. If you gonna have your papoose out, all I'm saying, I mean, it better not be soaking wet. (laughs) But you wouldn't be mad in this situation. No, if it's something that we had talked about, no, I wouldn't be mad. But if you didn't talk about it, you would. Yes, got it. Who's next? I tweeted a week. Tweet, tweet. I saw a tweet that said, "I was fucking my coworker for a week, and she asked for eight hundred dollars." And I was confused, like, we got the same job. You know I don't got it. Wait, there's so many things wrong with that sentence that you just said. First of all, you're fucking your coworker. Now your coworker's asking you for $800. First of all, is she a prostitute? Are you a pimp named Slickback? Second of all, y'all know how much... Wait, 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 what? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like, cause y'all I been mean, there. it's funny. I remember working at Best Buy and she talking about... Let's go to the steak place around the corner. What? Yo, I work in computers. You You work in Geek Squad. (laughs) If we put our shit together, we're not coming up with steak money. All right? Unless you're going to fix a computer in that bitch. (laughs) What steak you think we walking away with here? We have the same job. I've been there. Who do you think got steak money? We both got the same job. She's hoping you got a second job that she (laughs) she don't know about. (laughs) All right, I saw another tweet. It said, weed man, I got to pick up my kids from school. Me, I already got them. Where you at? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I got your kids. Nah, because nah, the weed man is different today. Me. Don't avoid me. Yo, me. Nah, back in the day, weed man had nothing else to do with his life. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Any time of the day you hit him, nowadays they got boom, another boom, job. Boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got kids. They got a wife. They go on vacation. The weed man different today. You got to schedule an appointment. I don't like that. Now, see, you want this from Jamie Foxx. You want the weed man. <laughs> and the, yo, there was a day when Jamie Foxx and the weed man was always good. Yeah, it was in Ray. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just schedule an appointment. 
right, last tweet. I saw a tweet that was um, Akon and his two brothers. He got brothers? Yeah. Actually, you didn't see it? That's why convict music came together like that? Yeah. They, yeah. I did not know he had brothers, like, honestly. Nah, when he said nobody want to see us together, but it don't matter, he was talking about his brothers. Don't you. you don't believe that? <laughs> you see his brothers? Look, that's his brothers. So somebody showed a picture of Akon and his two brothers. <laughs> okay, you can't laugh already. It's just, wait a minute. No, you can't. No, no, don't try to hide that you're laughing because I'm telling everyone. <laughs> no, why are you laughing at the picture of Akon and his brothers? Wait, because you think it's funny now. Just wait. <laughs> wait. They posted a picture of Akon and his two brothers. And it said Akon admits to using his brothers as body doubles when he was overbooked on shows. Yo. And somebody retweeted and said, B-Con and C-Con wouldn't have fooled me. <laughs> oh, hell no. Wait. They called him Bobby Schmurdo. Wait. Now, before... Wait. Before y'all cancel us for talking about Akon, he has three wives... And he said that the women in his country are the only women that he would deal with because they know how to treat a man and that American women are trash. That came out of Akon's mouth. I did not say it. So if you're going to cancel me for talking about Akon, well, then, hey, that's what you're canceling me for. Look at his brothers. Don't do that. With what, Katie? No. No. No? 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 All right. Don't worry about it. I'm shocked Michael Blackson wasn't a part of that group. Stop it. Okay. Stop. (laughs) Stop, because you know he think he's funny. I tell his ass. All right. All right. Don't worry about it. All right. Who's next? Note of the week. <laughs> Katie. Hmm? Music lied to me. So, child, he said love. He did say So that. many things. First of all, I'm mad that you knew that I was talking about music, so, child. <laughs> you didn't fall for it thinking I was talking about music. Nah, of course not. You know what music lied? And I, you know I love music. Mm-hmm. I've always loved music. And he be at City Winery. He be popping. We be turning up in the same place. Mm-hmm. I love love, though. I love the one about his best friend. Mm. I love all his joints. But you know what song? Buddy was fire. Come on now. You know what song I used to love? What? Not stop playing. No. Mm. That's still fire. Teach me how to love. Mm. I mean, from beginning to end. That song is so fire, right? Mm-hmm. Then I grew up a little bit. Uh-oh. I matured. <gasps> Katie, here we go. Ain't nobody got no fucking time to teach you shit. <laughs> nah, man, it's out of his mind. What do you mean teach you how to love? I started really thinking about this. Show me the way, okay. Show me the way, like, to surrender your heart? Yo, you're in your 30s. Girl, I just don't know. You, you don't know. Well, I got to teach you that. Your mama should have taught you this. You don't have sisters. You don't have exes. People always complain. I got to be the girl or the guy to get you right for the next girl or the next guy. When you get to a certain place in your life and you enter a relationship with somebody, this the playoffs. Ain't got time to teach you how to shoot a jumper. He wants somebody to teach him because for the longest, he was in the friend zone. He was like, look, you could be my buddy. It'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I'm half crazy going over you, but you're not crazy over me. Love that I want you. Like, imagine majority of his songs is chasing a woman. Katie, he talking about I'm not trying to press you. You should have been. You should have been. If you couldn't stop thinking about her, you should have been trying to apply pressure, dummy. Okay, that's true. No, don't ask me to teach you now. I ain't got no time for this. 
The championship is in two months. When you get in your 30s, you don't start in the beginning of the season no more. We start at the beginning of the playoffs. We're entering couple season right now as we speak. You know what I'm saying? I'm NBA young boy. This is couple. You don't go to the NBA and be like, yo, y'all got to teach me something. No. How'd you get here? Yeah. How did you even enter my heart? Mm. And now I got to teach you how to love me? Mm. Women don't even want you to not know where you're going to take them on a date. They don't even like for you to be like, where you want to go? No, you supposed to be like, be ready at 830, queen. This is where we're going. I'm going to pick you up. So if you don't think she want to teach you how to take her out, what in the hell make you think she going to actually want to teach you how to love? She already know. Man name should be Music Soul Man. That's his problem. Fucking kid. Damn child. I'm saying. They they was lying. I feel this way about a few other songs, too. I'm going to get to. Don't worry about it. Uh-uh. Nah, Joe to see, a lot of them was wilding, Katie. But no, uh, I don't not think. Cry for you. <laughs> I don't think you should be asking another grown individual to teach you how to love. I used to love that song and feel like, yeah, I want to meet a woman and tell her, like, teach me. No. A woman does not want to teach you. See? Especially at her grown age. No. So I was right. Yeah. All right, say less. Who's next? Question of the week. This, this right here, is my sweat. No. Oh. Okay. This is where I get canceled. Oh shit. You ready? Skirt. <laughs> Let's turn it up in here, Katie. Oh damn. All right. <sighs> All right. I want to ask you a genuine question that I think a lot of men would love to have a platform and ask a woman. Yep, it's never good when it starts like that. Mm-mm. But if I'm going to be honest, truly honest, in a moment of transparency, back when I used to somewhat allow comments from strangers or from listeners or from fans or from supporters or from haters or from whoever, bother me. The only comment that I think truly, truly bothered me to my core, if I'm being honest. It wasn't when they talked about my family. It wasn't when they told me I was a gross human being. It wasn't when they told me all this other trash you hear. It was when, for whatever reason, and it wasn't a lot, but a few women would say that they felt woman bashing was happening on my podcast. And again, this wasn't often. Mm -hmm. But because of the fact that you know this, how close I am to the women that I know, it made me wonder if they genuinely had a point. I was raised by women. I mean, my mom, my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my sisters, I've literally been surrounded and raised to this day by women, right? My best friends, most of them are women. My doctor, my therapist, my spiritual advisor, women. I am always most comfortable around women. And if I ever have a choice, I'm going to choose to be around women. I would much rather be double dutching back in the day than playing basketball because women were over there. Mm -hmm. When I would say these little comments, I used to be like, Where are they getting this from? 
Like, where am I woman bashing? How could you even think that that's remotely possible about me with how highly I feel and think about women? Because for me to have all of these women around me my entire life who love me and I love them back, something's wrong here. And I have to figure it out. And I never could. I got a message the other day. It was a long message. But a lot of it basically said, there was a lot of drama surrounding you and your whole situation recently. And if I'm being honest, I fell on the other side of it. And then something said, go back and listen to Mo and in the moment from day one. And a, a lot of times I get a lot of messages from people saying, yo, fam, I found your podcast and I went back and listened to episode one and I listened to every single one. Like it did that for me. Every time I see that, I'm blown away. I'm like, wow, that much of me? I don't know how you did that, but thank you. That's like the biggest compliment in the world. But even in her attempting to compliment me, she said, if I'm being honest in the beginning, there were times when I thought you were woman bashing, but now I think your podcast has been well-rounded and it's completely one of the best podcasts on the planet. So while I took her compliment and said, thank you, I also said she went back and said this same thing. And so I'm curious, do you want me to go first or you go first? No, you go first. Okay. Because I think I know what it is, and I want you to tell me what you think it is. Uh-oh. I went back and listened. Not to every episode. I don't have that kind of time. But I went back and listened to some of the episodes that I could and some of the episodes that were pointed out. Here's my take. The number one thing, I think for sure, when I first started my podcast, I was, uh, I was me. Mm. And I'm so New York. <laughs> oh, 100%. With my message, mm. right? It's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's very honest. Mm. Straight to the point. How did you know what I was going to say? Not pulling no punches. Nope. And I'm like that with everything I talk about. Yep. It ain't like I just find that energy for women. No. I got that energy for men, women, family, friends, whomever. I am a New York kind of guy. Mm. It's aggressive. Very. I'll be honest, right? so. And you get thrown into the South, and it's a little different, right? Like, the approach here is a little different. The way you express yourself, your demeanor, all of those things are a little different. And obviously, I had to spend some time in the South to adjust to this. Yeah. Which is not fully fair for me, because if you were a Southerner and you were to go to New York, you just might have to adjust, too. Absolutely. Because it's just a different animal, right? So, of course, of course, this is not a man or a woman thing. Anybody who is not accustomed to hearing a message, especially one that resonates with them or hits a little close to home, and they ain't never been spoke to like that. They never had somebody give them the truth like that. They never had somebody willing to speak to them like that, the way we kind of spoke about that message last week. When I'm not telling you what you want to hear. I'm not going to. Put it in a nice little bowl for you. No. Nope. I don't owe you that. I'm going to tell you how I really feel because I'm not a coward. However you take it, that's on you. That's, that's what you are personally dealing with, right? I do believe, this is not an insult, that men are just a little more accustomed to hearing aggressive truths than women in most situations. Because I believe most good, even good fathers, like your approach to your daughter and your son might be a little different. Just a little different, right? Like when your son fall, get your ass up. Ain't no time for crying. Let's go. I don't want to hear none of that. Your daughter fall, 
They ain't treating her like that. If you did, people would look at you crazy. You kissing the boo-boo. I'm sorry, baby. Daddy loves you. You hold her up to the sun. Right? Chris Rock kind of said, yo, I, I, I don't really treat my daughter like that because if I do, my daughter's going to go out here and find out that the world don't love her like I do. So I don't give her that. Right? And it's a joke and it's not a joke and it's a whole thing. You could debate it, but that's not here nor there. I think that that got lost in my delivery at times. But I don't think that's all of it, if I'm being honest. Here's where I want you to tell me how you feel. Okay. Katie, you brought up therapy. Yeah. You came in and you just said that you feel like now it's time, but obviously you were hesitant. It was to the point where I didn't understand who. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I wanted to go to therapy, I wanted to be with someone who could understand my needs. And can I also mention how hard it is for us in our culture as black people to find therapy we can connect with. And with this being a black owned company, like that's huge. Because I feel like that's already hard if you want someone who you can relate to and you can. It's always been a negative stigma within the black community. And I mean, I fell victim to that for a very Mm -hmm. long time until I finally was around people who can actually help me understand what therapy truly is. Same. And once you find that circle of people, I mean, it's a whole different ballgame. Port Counseling Group, they'll help you break down the communication barriers. They'll help you find the balance between accountability and self-compassion. They're great at what they do. Black-owned, they care, and they will genuinely help. You can start with a free consultation. Just visit portcg.com slash moment, M-O-E-M-E-N-T. They'll help you with whatever you need. 